Welcome to another HLS Picks Podcast over here on Her Loyal Sons. And of course, you can always join us live over at twitch.tv slash herloyalsons. Subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Come join us in Discord with the rest of the HLS community over at herloyalsons.com slash Discord. And of course, you can always find us over at home at herloyalsons.com. That's uh, time to bring in Eddie. Eddie, uh, last week was a little rough, roughest for me. Uh, how you doing, sir? Let's not repeat that shit. Well, I am emotionally, physically, work-wise, just in the middle of a tire fire, but I'm doing a lot better than Nebraska or Mississippi State right now, so <laughs> I got that going for me. Did you see, and I caught wind of this right before we went live, did you see Nebraska's poll that they put out there on uh, the Twitters? It's funny. I've been to Nebraska for a game and they are just they were the nicest people, the the best fans, had such a great time. But man, fuck Nebraska, huh? Yeah, so for those that aren't aware, uh they put up on their Twitter and apparently you get a free meal if you like answer or retweet it or something, or you got a chance at one. Asking Oh, they deleted it. <laughs> they deleted it. Uh, but basically what it said was uh, that if the situation were reversed and Nebraska were the team with six players and six coaches with COVID, would they still be forced to play the game? <laughs> and, yeah, or would, would Nebraska have persevered or some bullshit? Like, what, what, the, like, what reality are you living in that that's actually a thing? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, and on this Scott Frost day of all this. God. Needless to say, Nebraska-Wisconsin is not on our sheet. Uh, we don't have Mississippi State there either, although the more fun over-under is going to be how many scholarship players they have left in a couple of weeks. Damn, it's... 2020's been weird, but man, it just it doesn't stop, does it, Eddie? What were they up to in the last week? I think seven players, including Kylan Hill, are easily their best yeah. player, have opted out. Yeah, it's somewhere around. And Leach is, <laughs> expect more. Yeah, Leach's quote today was, "Look, if you think this is bad, brace yourselves. We're not we're not done yet." Which uh, right now uh, there there might be a little the full Mike Leach experience, man. Y'all are. Oh, things are things are going. They're fun down in Starkville right now. But uh, anyway, so uh, as rough as things were for us last week, yes, uh, it, it could be worse. We could be fans of either one of those teams. Thankfully, we are not. Um, last week was atrocious. I went one and seven. Eddie caught up his two games by just being two games better than me. He he went three and five. Uh, so we both sit now at 25, 27 and one for that gentleman's bet on extra life, which is coming up soon. However, we will go through the entire season uh, because that uh, donation thing doesn't have to close until the end of the year, even though mark those calendars, November 7th, uh, we're going to be 
kicking off uh, some fun stuff. There'll be more advertising later. It's going to coincide with the Clemson game. Uh, we'll have a lot of fun, do a lot of football, getting some fun guests lined up. Uh, but with all that said, I mean, we got to get to some picks. We got to turn the ship around, Eddie. We, we went below 500. We got to get back above that mark. Let's go, baby. All right. And we bring up that beautiful board. And we start off with the number one team in the nation, and that is the Clemson Tigers. They got another large spread this week after failing to cover the gigantic 40-some-odd spread that they had against Syracuse. Facing the Jerk Store and Boston College. Total is 61. Clemson laying 31 points. Eddie, go ahead and lead us off, sir. Well, before we get to the pick, can we talk for a minute about what a whiny, petulant little bitch Dabo Swinney is once again? <laughs> oh, God. That press conference, man. Well, I must be in the wrong place. Y'all aren't kissing my ass and telling me what a good team I have. Gosh, shut. <laughs> shut the fuck Did up. we win? God, somebody, I hate Can it. somebody tell me we win today? Like, the fucking dude actually said that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you put a worse p- performance against Syracuse up than Boston College did. Yippee Kaye, bro! <laughs> You've got you have generational talents at two positions, and you want everyone to continue to kiss your ass when you come out and don't look good. Like, uh, don't you know BK just had to so be much. sitting somewhere laughing? <laughs> yeah, welcome just, to my world, buddy. <laughs> I just cannot stand the guy. Thirty-one, man, that's a lot of points. I have no faith in Boston College. I have repeatedly said and continue to believe that Clemson is the best team in the country. I thought after that Georgia Tech game that they were going to be angry and just blow people out. But we saw last week, I mean, they sleptwalked through that game. For once, I think they might actually have a look-ahead game with Notre Dame on the road next week. Clemson's only 2-3 and three against the number this year. Meanwhile, Boston College, 4-2. and two. That's pretty good against the spread. And you know Clemson is good for points in the mid-40s. They're going to score somewhere in the 42 to 47 range. So really, I'm just looking for two touchdowns out of Boston College, and I'm good. I think I can get that. I'll take the points. I I agree with you, Eddie. If there's one thing that Boston College has been able to pull off, it is actually getting points on the board in some way, shape, or form. Jerkovic didn't have a very good game last week through his arm but he ran on he was the leading rusher for his team like somehow they they found a way to go ahead and get points so that is one thing they've done um if you're gonna be a bad team at least make it interesting and and boston college i think kind of fits that bill they're always gonna make things a little bit interesting and while i don't think clemson's gonna sleepwalk through this one um I, I think they're going to you know, want to come out with a little bit of fire in their belly. But like you said, it is very weird for us to say that we are the look-ahead game for a change. And I definitely believe that. And, you know, with all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take those points. 31 is an awful hell of a lot. Like you said, Eddie, with that total at 61, yeah, you're basically looking at Boston College to get a couple touchdowns. I actually like the over in this one for that reason, too. I think Clemson's going to put up a bunch and BC will will put up just enough. Maybe something like, I don't know, high 40s, Boston College, maybe low 20s, maybe just below that. So that's what I'm looking for in that one. Next one, uh, number 13, Michigan and Michigan State. 
big brother and little brother are going to be facing off over in Ann Arbor. And well, did the, the shine come off this game in a hurry? 24 and a half points. Sparty is an underdog here on the road. 53 points the total. Hey, I've, I've, I've really, really wanted to try to find a way to pick Michigan State here. Uh, even even though Fuck Michigan backfired on us pretty spectacularly, um, I didn't realize about half of Minnesota's team was going to be out with COVID. Uh, but even if they had their whole team, I don't think it would have mattered with uh, the way Michigan played and, and the way, unfortunately, that Minnesota played, especially their defense. That being said, I'm still under suspicion of Michigan actually having it together. It's the same old story with Harbaugh every year. As much as I would love saying little brother's going to come up and bite him in the ass, you motherfuckers turned over the ball like it was your job against Rutgers. Like, D'Antonio took this team and did some kind of awful FSU Jimbo-style implosion to it. And for that reason... I, I can't pick Sparty. Y'all got fucking boat raced by Rutgers, man. I hate this. Give me Michigan. Who do you got, Eddie? Uh, it hurts, but sometimes you got to take your medicine. Michigan's the only pick here. Uh, we didn't talk about the game, but I had Rutgers not only spread, but on the money line. <laughs> you, you put it best. D'Antonio left and everything blew up. They lost a ton of talent to opt-outs, draft stock, COVID, like Michigan State is in fucking shambles. They are easily the worst team in the conference this year. Uh, Rutgers actually looked real good. Like, they're not going to go up against, you know, the Michigans of the world, but they might jump up and bite somebody else in conference play. That said, the turnovers that you mentioned, you've also got to look at all the takeaways Michigan had last week against Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota was missing a lot more folks than you and I realized they were going to be missing, which was uh, not great for us, especially when you lose both the kicker and punter, too. And, ooh, goodness, special teams was an adventure for the Gophers that, last that, that no bye week COVID reality is biting you pretty hard in the ass right now, Big Ten. You should have stuck to your guns, man. Yeah, but uh, this uh, ooh, this is going to be real, real ugly. That that fifty three total, I think Michigan might be good for four. <laughs> they might very well be. Oh, yeah. And the funny part was watching this. Thing, and there's one other game that we we'll get to that was like being advertised real hard by Fox. This was one of them. And and as the days going on, it's like, oh, buddy, <laughs> I don't think many people are going to be tuning into this as you originally hoped. Uh, let's move over down south. And we're going to start with the SEC. LSU and Auburn, we got some Tigers on Tiger violence. Eddie, I'm going to get it out there. You can't say you're going to pick the Tigers. I already got my mind right. You can't, you you can't, you can't pull it off. I, I'm there. In this in this garbage year, you can't give me one goddamn thing. I've been so excited all day since I saw the board to run this board. You just snatch it away from Before me. Before I even listed a... the spread, I took it from you. You're a monster. <laughs> oh, anyway, LSU was on the road. They had a little bit of a bounce back. Favored by three points against Auburn. Total is 65 and a half. Go for it, Eddie. I have with all your rage. Give me the Tigers, Ryan. You're going to have to be more specific, Eddie. <laughs> uh, well, here's the problem for LSU. This line has been moving around like crazy. Earlier today, 
Orgeron said Miles Brennan, quarterback, hasn't practiced, doesn't think he's going to play. Man, neither of these teams are very good. Without Miles Brennan, though, you're going to give me a field goal. Ah, I guess I have to take Auburn. You don't have to. I, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I kind of feel like I do, though. I mean, in real life, I'm staying as far away from this game as I possibly can. But without Miles Brennan, you know, the LSU offense has been ticking up in the last few weeks. Put up 52 last week against Carolina. Uh, obviously had that shootout with Mizzou. Auburn got the got a, a big win for them against Ole Miss, a game that both you and I were on uh, the old lane train. Who man? They got fucked. I hope he can. Ca- I hope he, I hope he can figure out how pennies work sooner rather than later. Well, what the fuck? God, Auburn and the ref blessed existence right now, man. I cheer for this team, and Christ, I cannot believe it. Hey, nothing wrong with having a little Auburn Jesus on your side along <laughs> the three points either. I will take the Warhawk, Eagle, Tiger, Plainsman, Troubadours, whatever the fuck they are this week. I'll take that version of the Tigers. All right, I'm going to take the other version of the Tigers, Eddie, because uh, you're right about Brennan, but uh, TJ Finley actually didn't do such a bad job against South Carolina. Now, granted, it is South Carolina. They've been far from impressive, but... If you think about LSU season, like look, they they really took it in the shorts to start, and they've been trying to struggle their way back. They got a little bit of time off because they didn't have to go pack the swamp in Florida because of a COVID situation down there. So yes, even though that Brennan's out, uh, TJ Finley was serviceable. I think he can be serviceable again. And, and the bottom line is, do I want to trust Bo Nix? I really don't. And even with the the thing that worries me the most, actually, in this one, Eddie, isn't so much like for my pick, isn't that Bo Nix might remember how to play football. It's that LSU's defense might be the thing I worry about the most on the field right now. And that kind of scares me. Uh, But I don't trust Bo. I think LSU's trending in the right direction. Honestly, the way this line set up, it kind of looks a little weird to me. I was surprised that. Uh, LSU is going to be the favorite team in this one, which kind of leads me. I, I don't know if that is still banking on the old national title stuff or what, but Auburn's had some weird spreads too. Uh, it didn't make sense to me last time. And then I went to the other side and took the points with Lane. So I'm going to try to avoid that and go ahead and, and lean in with laying the points here. Uh, I already feel bad about that. two picks in a row. I feel like shit about, well, let's make it three. <laughs> Texas and Oklahoma State, number six. 58.5 is the total. 3.5 points is Oklahoma State favored by now. Oklahoma State, despite what Eddie said, they did not fall on their face in the spotlight. However, they did not cover. We got No, they did we, not. We Ryan. got fucked. Well, I got fucked by the hook there. Now, I did say there was going to be a point in time that Oklahoma State was going to falter and they were going to fall. And what game would make more sense than us for to believe that Texas is back, baby, than to go on the road and steal one on the road? I don't know if they're going to steal it or not, but what Oklahoma State put out against Iowa State was far from impressive. I think they're still trying to get things together. Uh, Honestly, like Texas and Iowa State, I think they're about in the same tier, so that's kind of what I'm looking at here, and I really don't think the Oklahoma state has really put that much together to warrant that they're, they're going to maintain this ranking. 
So, Eddie, this is the week I'm expecting it to falter. Go ahead and give me Texas. Who do you got? Uh, well, if you listen to last week's podcast, just clip out the part where I picked Iowa State and <laughs> put that in here. Uh, I think it's very possible that Okie State blows it here again. They they don't win these games usually. You've got Herman as a dog, which we always love. And I'm more than happy to win this by a hook once again. I mean, things are not going well for the Horns right no. now. You've got the goddamn band has been banned from playing at games because half of them won't play the alma mater. Is, things are not going great for the Horns right now. But all that being said, yeah, I'm going to take the candy here. Yeah. Oh, God. Such this whole season's weird, man. Like, there's so many like additional storylines that you can dig into, and it's like impossible to get into the all all the insanity. Because yeah, there's there's alma mater controversy right now uh, <laughs> with Texas. I I will say 100. percent This is an afternoon kick. It's a three o'clock game. If this was prime time. Halloween oh, night buddy. in Stillwater, oh, even with reduced fans, I would, I'd be on the pokes. But afternoon, you, you take that weirdness down a notch, so I, I'm not going to worry about it. All yet. right, well, we got four more games to pick, and we will take care of those right after this. See, I was hopeful. Like I figured you might take Auburn on LSU. I was hopeful you were actually going to flip on Oklahoma State this week. <laughs> No, nah, man, we're right behind. <laughs> oh, and now we're going to get into a whole bunch of what the fuck am I going to do here? Yeah, I, I have no idea on this one. Well, I got strong reasonings for the next game, but that's about it. <laughs> the rest of my reasoning is going to be a yeah, little well, shaky. <laughs> actually, I feel good about three of these picks. Not great, but pretty good about them. Oh, that's a pretty we'll sound. See how that goes, isn't it? Though. Oh man! All right, we got ten seconds. All right, we are back, and it's time to pick another SEC game. We're going to hang out in the South before we uh, start migrating our way back up to the Midwest and come all the way back down South again. Arkansas and Texas A&M, your fighting Aggies, are number eight in the nation somehow. Twelve-and-a-half point favorite are the Aggies, and Arkansas and A&M have a total of 54-and-a-half. And Eddie, in this one... I'm going to keep it very simple. I'm not going to go against what I know about this game. And what I know about this game is you're in and you're out. Somehow this game goes to fucking overtime or it's decided on the last drive. There's some kind of bonkers play at the end. It doesn't matter what the spread is. And worse, Arkansas teams have held this game much better than anyone would expect year in and year out. And this version of Arkansas is actually a little bit better. And I actually think this version of AM, despite what people have been saying, despite that win against Florida, I don't know if it's better than some of the previous incarnations that we've seen in this game. So I'm not going to overthink it, Eddie. I know this game's going to be close. I will always take those points until that starts coming down by at least a score. So go ahead and give me, I'm going to call the hogs. Give me Arkansas. Who you got, Eddie? 
Well, I mean, we've we've had a lot of fun with this game over the years. And I as the limited research that I do, I open up three tabs, one of them being the good old Spaploose rankings on ESPN. The, the computers fucking hate Arkansas. Arkansas, which should be a three and one team, is two and two. Some good upsets. They're rated at a negative 2.7. That puts them at 78 in the country. That's bad. That is, that's real bad. That being said, until the heat death of the universe, (laughs) if you're giving me more than a score in this game, I'm taking the hogs. It's just, (laughs) it's like betting on the Belk Bowl to not be insane. This game is always fucking insane. I will happily take 12 and a half points. I'm going to be on the money line because you should always be on the money line in this game. Not only did you mention that worse Arkansas teams have won in this situation, they've done it against better A&M teams. I stand by my thinking that this A&M team is not that good. I know they beat Florida. There are uh, several extenuating circumstances going on there. <laughs> third and Grantham. While we're, on the <laughs> While we're well, third and Grantham and Dan Mullen, bud, just shut the fuck up, dude. Every time you've opened your mouth this year, it's gotten worse and worse and worse. Please just shut the fuck up. Cancel the press conferences. Yeah. You got the you got a mute button on Zoom, buddy. Use it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I will I will take the points in this game until the angel Gabriel comes down <laughs> and blows that titular horn, and we all go to the rapture. This is it's science. You don't bet against science. <laughs> Death taxes in this game being balls insane and decided by a fucking field goal. <laughs> Yes, sir. All right. Well, another one that had a little bit of shine wiped off of it a bit. This is your big noon Saturday, if I, I do believe. Or are they actually going to primetime this? I, I forget. Ohio State, Penn State. I know. It is 6.30 p.m. Right, so, Central so they are going to primetime in. All right. Well, number three, Ohio State. Now number 18, Penn State, after getting beat in some of the most hilarious fashion possible by Indiana. Ohio State favored by 12. 30, oh, excuse me, dyslexia hit me. 63 and a half is the total. Eddie, who are you taking in this one? Even if it were not for Phoenix's tip penetrating <laughs> the pylon against Penn State to steal the game for Indiana. Just the tip. Just, would, just, just the tip. I would, just the tip. I would still be taking Ohio State. I think Ohio State is way fucking better than Penn State. Ohio State's really, 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 really good. Penn State not allowing fans, so you're not getting the whiteout. You're not getting the rowdy crowd. You're not getting home field advantage. Give me the Buckeyes. Yeah, I'm going to take the Buckeyes as well. Um, it's one of those things to where uh, you, you, you kind of do the the take them until they start proving otherwise. Uh, you know, kind of Clemson's in that territory, which they proved otherwise against Syracuse, and, and Alabama's in that territory as well. Um Really, I think Penn State uh, showed a few more uh, little holes in their game because, uh, yeah, yeah, Penix uh, definitely exposed some of the said holes. Um, And also, uh, Penn State just kind of shot themselves in the foot throughout that game, too. I don't think that's something you just kind of dust yourself off of and and figure it all out in a week. Uh, So, yeah, uh, all the jokes aside, uh, like Eddie said, you don't have the crowd. You don't have that X factor of the wide out. Uh, Ohio State, still a very good football team, you know, uh, even though they've lost J.K. Dobbins. And I think my only kind of thing I still want to see from Ohio State is 
if they can replicate the kind of rushing attack, the J.K. Dobbins is just going to run all over you and and steal your soul. Uh, they still have Justin Fields is still more than capable of doing it himself, and uh, I definitely expect that to happen. Still a lot of weapons over there, and that defense, even though they 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 kind of needed a half to wake up against Nebraska, but buddy, when they woke up, they fucking woke up, and um, I think they're going to take it to Penn State in this one. It's going to be a rough start for them uh, coming out the gate. Master Teague the third finds your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> Such a great name. God, college football is always so great for those. There have been a lot this there year. There definitely have been. And we were robbed. Uh, what's it? Uh, uh, who was going to Vanderboom or something like that? Would have Cuban? Vandenboom. That's what it was. Would have quarterbacked Wisconsin. We would have picked the game just straight up on that. <laughs> I, I enjoyed how many tweets were just Vanden Boom right after that announcement came out. I, I think I saw eight. In and, the and then our joy was taken away from us 24 hours later. Uh, but anyway, Eddie, I, I think we're still going to hang out kind of in this Midwest area. We got your game that you're going to throw out here. Well, Ryan, we come in with only one disagreement so far. Let's see if a little AAC action will do it. For All right. You. The mighty Tigers, the Kings. The Kings, they're the Kings of Memphis, Tennessee, going to Cincinnati against the Bearcats. Cincinnati, your number seven team in the country, laying seven points. Ryan, in this battle of various cat types, who you got? I'm going to take the cats of the bear variety here, Eddie. Um... Uh, look, it's more than just that they're their favorite. Uh, Memphis still uh, a good team. They, uh, what I'm most interested to see is that Cincinnati's offense has been a heck of a lot better. Ritter has taken some strides uh, as as well. It looks so much better than it did from last season. Uh, Cincinnati's defense is also taking a tick up too. Uh, but that's what I'm most interested to see is that if Cincinnati can keep what it seems like their progress is rolling, um, they made quite the statement against the ponies. Uh, the, I, and I think that was more than just the ponies having some injuries decimate them. Um, Cincinnati just looked flat out better. And that's who I think the, the better team right now is Cincinnati. Uh, the group of five, uh, it's theirs to lose. I know BYU is still kind of hanging out there. The murder Smurfs just got back underway and they're one win and they're back in the top 25 all of a sudden. So there's still some horses left in this race. But as of right now, uh, it's it's one of those things that I'm trying not to overcomplicate things. I think I did that too much last week. I think Cincinnati's flat out the better team, so I'm going to take them. And they're only laying a single touchdown, so give me the Bearcats. Who you got, Eddie? Yeah, it pained me to do it last week against my old ponies, but I think Cincinnati's just a damn good football team. That defense is one of the best in the country, group of five, power five, whatever. Yes, SMU was missing two of their best weapons, but like you said, I don't know how much it would have changed. Cincinnati just demolished Yeah, that, that was an ass-whooping this past weekend. I was looking forward to watching it, and I don't think I watched barely any of it. <laughs> yeah, I think this game is going to be somewhat similar. I think Cincinnati is going to get out in front and just choke the game away. Memphis can score points, but you look at the teams they've scored points against, you haven't seen a defense worth a damn yet, and their defense is real bad. They are more than happy to let points get on the board. So I think Cincy will score enough to get comfortable and then just choke this game into submission. All right, well, that leaves one more game, and, and we're going to head back down to the Deep South, Eddie. 
It's ACC territory, though. We're number four. Notre Dame comes in on the road as a 20-point favorite against Georgia Tech. The Bees, Eddie. The Bees are here. Total is 57 points. And, well, did Notre Dame ever make a statement that and a half against Pitt as far as, hey, we kind of realize this team isn't good, and this year we're going to bypass the hole, give you a heart attack during the pit game. Now, what does make this dangerous, as we mentioned at the top of the show with Clemson, there is a big old look-ahead game coming their way on November 7th. And while I think that is very much uh, front of mind for this team, I think what's also front of mind in the way that I think they're trying to play and prepare for it is they what they did to Pitt was... They could have run the ball. They could have choked the life out of it more, done a few less like little short dump passes and all that kind of stuff. They didn't have to hang damn near 50 points on Pitt to win that football game. And this isn't a BK nice guy type speech. That was they're trying to get this offense rolling and they want to be 100% full speed, ready to go as much as possible to attack Clemson. And really, that's what I kind of expect to to continue on here. Uh, so I am going to take the Irish in this one. Uh, what does suck is that um, oops, both Kevin Austin and uh, Braden Lindsay are out of this game, which is no fun whatsoever. Um, do we do we have a better update on Lindsay? I haven't seen. I haven't. Yet. I'm I'm not expecting him to play. I mean, even if his hamstrings OK, uh I think it's kind of clear why we haven't I said it was Shane on Sunday. It's clear why we haven't seen him as much as we kind of expected. I think that's been a lingering problem. I think he's tried to fight through it. I think it's limited his, uh, his effectiveness. So if he's ready, it's not at 100%, and they're absolutely holding him back for this one. I'd, I would be shocked if he got meaningful snaps in this game. Um, but we're apparently going to see Jordan Johnson. He uh, magically discovered some traits over these past couple of weeks as uh, everybody starts dropping life flies in the receiver core. But one thing I do like is that, and I've said it before, it does feel like Notre Dame's got an identity. It's a boring one is get all the big boys there, whether they're huge wide receivers or big, big ass tight ends. I mean, that's, that's just what they do. That's what they're going to do. Ian book is not Trevor Lawrence, even though he did try to stretch the ball downfield and Hey, guess what? You throw a jump ball to a tall receiver over a short corner. It works a lot of the time. And look, if that's the game, that's the game. It works. And, uh, I've spoken a lot about George, um, Notre Dame, but haven't said anything about Georgia tech. Um, folks, Georgia tech bad. Uh, speaking of Clemson, y'all remember the ass whooping that Georgia tech took for Clemson. Now, I don't think Notre Dame is going to come anywhere close to that 70 some odd points, but um, there's just a few holes in that defense and there's not much in the way of offense for Georgia Tech right now. That's a bad football team, folks. Much worse than Pitt. Notre Dame should have no issues with this one. The only thing that does happen is the actual look ahead happens or some kind of stupid-ass backdoor cover, and we end up getting hosed because, you know, Notre Dame wins by 18 or something like that. But um, I I think this is... Notre Dame's going to try to do what they can to have as much confidence going forward. A a different kind of look ahead for them. Uh, Don't want to say they're going to treat it like practice because that's unbelievably disrespectful to the bees. Uh, but, and I, I, I can't see a reason uh, that Notre Dame can't cover to be quite honest with y'all. And this is after going against Notre Dame twice, y'all not just being a, a Homer here. Who do you got Eddie? 
Well, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence's great-grandpappy went to Cumberland State or whatever it was that Georgia Tech beat 223 to nothing back in the 19-teens or whatever, (laughs) but yeah, that was fucking violent. I... I just, I, I think you got to lay the points here. I would love to get a little more of a, a gap between the two of us, but I don't think you can take Georgia Tech here. The last couple weeks, I mean, they're giving up 48, 73 points. His defense is very bad. Notre Dame may not have, you know, yeah, jo- Jordan found the trait of not being broken, <laughs> which is, hey, a very good trait to have, to be fair. But Ian Book is out here with quotes that uh, Pete Sampson had earlier, just, you know, glowing quotes about he's making these unbelievable catches when he's playing with the ones. But what it's really going to come down to, I think, is the running game. The running game against Pitt, they didn't get their shine. Pitt had the number one rush defense in the land, and they held Notre Dame to a very low running game. Passing game, however, picked up nicely. Ben Skorenic, have yourself a day, son. If you're going to catch a ball, you might as well make them touchdowns, right? (laughs) I mean, I see. I don't know why you would catch a ball and not score a touchdown. It seems foolish. Will Fuller laid out the blueprint long ago. At the end of the day, I think that Notre Dame is going to score a lot of points in this one. Notre Dame typically is more likely to fall for the letdown than the look ahead after a big game, I feel like. (laughs) Got a a big one coming up there in a couple weeks. (laughs) And more importantly, long, long ago, I I started calling Michael Floyd the cannon because previewing the Nevada game, Lou Holtz said, Nevada may be coming with a pistol, but Notre Dame's got a cannon. And Mike Floyd went for like a buck 50 and two touchdowns. After this game, when Kyron Williams scores at least two touchdowns and goes for a buck 50, he will forever be known as the murder hornet for all of the bees that he has killed. Give me the arch. I, I fucking love it. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, Georgia Tech's real bad. And uh, what, one thing that I will say about the rushing attack, though, um, while it was not good against Pitt as far as putting up the stats, um, and, and let's take books stats aside with it because it was even with that it was still pretty anemic but Notre Dame was not afraid to go ahead and line up all the big boys on third and short and and they were successful like every single time I that that's one of the things that I think said a lot about this team was knowing they were going to run into the teeth of strength they're like nah fuck you we can still get it uh, and, and Georgia Tech ain't pit. So I, I do expect, like you said, uh, I think we're going to have the birth of a murder home right there on, on the field in Atlanta. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun game and, and get to see us at, actually push a team around again. And, oh, buddy, then, then comes the big one. And I don't know if I'm quite ready for it, but we got to get this one first or – as we said about a couple of these other games, man, the shine, it, it gets, it gets, uh, the, the glow is not quite there anymore. And I want that game to be just this bright, shiny top five matchup that everybody wants to see all eyes on us. Cause oof, it, it, it's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it, but, uh, man, go ahead and lead us out. Eddie, unless you got any more thoughts on this one. 
No, I, I, you mentioned lining up with the big boys. Pete Sampson had an interesting tweet earlier today. Notre Dame has run the ball out of a four tight end set eight times this oh, year. Oh, baby. Six of, the, six of those has gone for oh, touchdowns. Oh, baby. That's, that's the stuff right there, right into my veins. Now, <laughs> are, are they all like two-inch goal line touchdowns? Probably. We, we couldn't score hey, those before. <laughs> exactly. That's still good. And you mentioned the shine coming off of games. The reason that happens is because teams keep losing games. As we've said before, I don't know if Notre Dame talent-wise is a top-five team in the country, but what I do know is they've won all their games. And if you win all your games, good things are going to happen. So just keep winning. Georgia Tech, let them make their dumb Rudy jokes, which is always funny for Georgia Tech to make the jokes because that's the only person that that son of a bitch did anything against. Uh, re- always remember that the movie Rudy is great. The person Rudy is an absolute <laughs> trash human. It should not be honored or cheered in any way. Enjoy the game. Uh, an interesting slate. Uh, not a ton of bangers on it, but there's a lot of potential for fun. And hey, you shouldn't be going out Halloween anyway. If you've been smart, please continue to be smart. I. The garbage year has got to come to an end at some point. The less dumb things we do, the quicker it'll end. So, you know, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We love you as always. And honestly, I don't think I got anything else. So, uh, yeah, go Irish. Tell Gambler. All right. Well, that'll take care of us. Thank you for everybody that came by and dropped in over at twitch.tv slash Sons. Make sure you also subscribe over to the podcast if you haven't over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Come hang out with us over at Discord at HerLoyalSons.com slash Discord. And of course, we are always at our home at HerLoyalSons.com. Well, let's go ahead and take out those bees, Irish. Go, Irish! Bee bees! Have a good one! Thank you.